Hi, it's Martin here. I've been teaching for 30-something years in independent schools. That's been my experience, and I've found this to be really, really challenging, but also there's a big silver lining to it. The first thing I'd like to sort of discuss is this concept of homeschooling. Homeschooling probably technically is, is where someone at home takes over all of the learning of the children in the house. Whereas what you're dealing with at the moment is you're still having teachers that are providing work, they're doing scope and sequences, they're doing the worksheets, they're providing the assessments and things like that. So probably what we're experiencing at the moment is more along the lines of supervised learning who with whatever parents, siblings, grandparents can be home. And maybe you probably need to consider ourselves, if you're in that situation, my children are older now, that you're sort of like the online tutor. It's probably semantics, but I think it is a fundamental difference because our role at home as parents helping our children to do their learning is to sort of guide them into the space, keep them organised, give them their rest breaks, feed them when they need to be fed and keep an eye on things. So I've got a couple of um, tips I'd like to share with you, but before I do with that, um, how's that sound from your perspective, Justine and Mariko? Sounds really good. Yeah, look, I, I think you're right. I've been using the term homeschooling quite loosely and I have been aware of the inaccuracies of that. I think the fundamental thing to also understand is, is that one period of online learning is very different to one period of face-to-face -face learning in a school because every time there's a period that's over, a student gets to walk, a cup of water or a drink, go to their locker and go to another classroom. Maybe not the case in primary schools, but they get to do that. At the moment, what the students are doing, they're rolling through from lesson to lesson to lesson on their, on their computer. And some schools are doing different things. Some schools have shortened the lessons. They've also made a conscious effort to reduce the content um, that is what's been taught. There's also been directives from NESA, the um, governing body for education in New South Wales, to reduce assessments and reduce content from the point of view of breadth that still cover the different bullet points that are required. Mariko, you're going to ask something. Yeah, I put my hand up. Yep. So, um, yeah, so Mariko here. Um, yeah, because I've got a, a daughter in primary school. And so, yeah, I just want to bounce off what you were saying. Yeah, because I was initially thinking, oh, do we have to basically replicate a, you know, usual six-hour school day at home? With the set daily tasks, um, we could get through to work in half the time. And I was wondering, oh, is that, are we doing the right thing or is it meant to take longer? Part of it's the condensing of the lessons, but the other part of it as well is we're in a different landscape. And, and in that different landscape, we just have to do things differently. That's what people are coming to terms with. And that's what it made my experience. So I've been at school for as long as I possibly can. But the last couple of days I have been because of the, the directive last week by the Prime Minister at home doing it. And so I'm finding that I have to set myself reminders because we're running from a routine of lessons at lesson time. So I have to remember that I've got year seven geography at the same time, 20 past eight in the morning. And I've got year 11 geography at, um, at 25 past one in the afternoon. So I'm finding that even though I'm and the email correspondence between teachers and between students is much, much higher. And so you're actually juggling all those sort of things. So in my case, what I'm trying to do is we're using all schools have different platforms. And the platform we're using at the moment is called Canvas or OneNote, shared OneNote. And in my case, what I'm doing is I'm using the discussion forum of Canvas and in that I put that's the one-stop shopping for all the students. I start the lesson with a Zoom call 
And then what I do from there then is I have a little fun activity there where they're actually, I say, what is your three favourite songs? And they put that in the reply section of the discussion board. And then as the other 15 or 20 students come onto the Zoom, then they can go to the instructions for the day, for the lesson, and I will get them to all sign out of Zoom and they come back at 20 minutes later and we all have a bit of discussion or I might do a bit of a discussion. But that's how I'm approaching it. But different schools are doing different things. Sometimes I might have the whole class there. Sometimes I might have only a few there um, because of internet connections and things like that. But that's the reality. So if you have everything in one spot, they know where to go and where to do. And meanwhile, they also have an online attendance sheet to tick for me so I know that they're all there. So it's quite interesting. But in terms of tips and tricks from that point of view, what I've found is that the number one tip is, is you need to have a vision and a plan and a routine. That's the first one. So what's your vision? What I mean by that is, is what does your house look like now? Do you have a space for son and daughter A, B and C? Probably in both your cases, you've probably got um, sons and daughters in the same school, but a number of people experiencing different schools, different students and different times for lessons. So that's creating complications in families. Added to that also is, is that you've got parents as well trying to do their own work from home as well. And so it's quite interesting. And as a teacher, that's all, that's been appropriate in the sense that, you know, the, the students are getting used to actually using screensavers in the background, turning off the, 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 the videos and just having the audio on and things like that. So I have my headphones on for the whole lesson. And while and then students will go in and out in that period, but the whole I'll be there for the whole time if they want to ask questions. So that's vision and plan and routine is really important. And I mean that in terms of the physical space, but I also mean it in the terms of what's your plan for time. How are you going to organise your time each time? And sometimes the, the the big plus for all of this is going to be is, is that you, we're going to have a real lot of independent young teenagers and um, young kids because they're going to have to fend for themselves a bit and they're going to have to build a bit of resilience if they don't understand something and just try and work through it. And what I'm finding also is, and that's something parents could also do, is to monitor the side chats Sometimes I'll say, can you go and find so-and-so for me, go FaceTime and we're doing group work and let me know how they're going because they'll all talk to themselves even though they might be talking face-to-face to to me in the lesson. So if you find that maybe a little harder for the younger ones but for the older ones, in your case, say, Justine, you might find that they're actually communicating with themselves on the side about where is that? What are they talking about there? And so they're all getting their selves organised. So that's that first tip about a vision and a plan and a routine and understanding there's multiple ways to get to the final to the final product of getting the learning happening. Just a tip there as a, as a parent and as a teacher as well, when, it, when a, a student or your son or daughter says, I've done all the work, go down the path of breadth and depth and sort of say, okay, look, you've, you've ticked that box, you've, you've done that thing that you've been asked to do, let's go a bit deeper now and do you really understand that, that concept? That's where you can become that online tutor. The second thing I want to get across is relaxation. If anything, if you can get your son or daughter just to be relaxed a bit, they'll learn better. If they need a bit of time out, they need to have it, they need to go for a walk, or they need to just have a, you know, a hot chocolate that you bring to them at their desk. Or something like that. You know, there's a there's a big rule: keep them fed and keep them make sure they have sleep. And so that would be a big factor to it to to consider. Marika. So, Mark, this is similar to sort of tips that you would give parents regarding 
the HSC. So when HSC students do a lot of um, their revision from home, I mean, it sounds like there's similar tips um, in regards to relaxation and sort of pacing yourselves and the breadth and um, depth that comes out of that. To see there's a lot of similarities the advice look definitely i think um I, it's not a new world it's an adapted world and so these five things i'm going to share with you are applicable under inverted commas normal circumstances i don't necessarily think this is a new normal but i think there will be a fundamental shift for me the silver lining is we've done things that would take months if not years of discernment you know but schools are implementing zoom in a day Schools are developing online platforms for the distribution of resources within a couple of days. People are working really, really hard in the background to make this occur. So this is what I'm calling the silver lining out of this. The third thing is to understand the concept of concentration because you can't concentrate full on all the time. And that happens in the classroom and it also happens at home. So you need to work out when and where you can see the levels of concentration going up and down with your sons and daughters. And with that, I mean concentration within the lesson. But I think now, since it's pretty foregone conclusion that this is going to go through most of term two, so we're going to have probably another nine weeks potentially of this happening with working from home for students, parents and and um, teachers for that matter as well too. So in terms of concentration is you've got to work out how and when your son or daughter is really primed. It might be in the morning. It might be in the afternoon after they've had some lunch. In my case, I'm hopeless in the morning. So you've got to try and work out what will work. So, And then allow them to concentrate. So if they're only there for you know, a 50-minute lesson, they might only concentrate for chunks of nine minutes at a time. And so it's all right to have a bit of a break and then go back into the work like that. The fourth tip I'd like to, to, to talk to you about is that the concept of mindfulness, where you just need to be mindfulness, mindful of the needs of everyone in the room that's happening. So your needs, your personal needs, because it's very important not to react. It's, it's more important to actually just be proactive. The actual mind, be mindful of how your son and daughter's going because this is going to roll out over a long period of time and there'll be cycles of, um, of motivation, engagement, and things like that. It's pretty novel at the moment and then, and the students are enjoying it. Uh, and I think there's also the, the capacity for you to be mindful that um, there's potential for kids to get sick as well now because you're going to be around. So just normal winter sniffles and things like that so you just need to be mindful of all those sorts of things there the um i guess after, other than that the final thing is, is is you need to have a continuous loop of evaluation and feedback so where you're actually understanding what's going on so what happened a month ago is very different to what's happening now and after a three-week break coming up now you're going to come back into school again at the beginning of the next term most probably at home with your sons and daughters and so then you're going to start the cycle again and so what we need to do is, is to make sure that you actually go through this continual cycle of evaluation and things like that so in summary have a vision a plan and a, uh, a routine factor in relaxation factor in different levels of concentration be mindful of changing circumstances. And the final one is have a continuous loop of evaluation and um, changing up what you need to do.
Great, 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 great.